This is Art House, everyone. Thanks for joining. Today we got Esoteric Therapist. And today we're not going to talk about therapy. We're going to talk about MMA and the importance of MMA training and how there's a huge misconception about how to become strong and powerful that's floating around on the internet right now. And it's not just weight training. you got to have that MMA in there. So before we get into that, Esoteric Therapist, how are you doing, my man? Very well. Thanks for having me on, mate. It's a pleasure. It's good to see that you're supporting the uh, the Aussies on this space. So, yeah, man. My goal is to get uh, the entire continent of Australia eventually through this cast. So we're gonna have a lot of different uh, stories and accents and everything for everyone to enjoy. One VB at a time, mate. Yeah, one VB, one VB at a time. <laughs> That's it. So, you know, let, let's just start with the the central premise of this, right? The importance yep. of MMA training, like what what makes mixed martial arts important for just the everyman to, to be training and have at least you know a year ex experience knowledge of grappling and striking. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I think when you first start training, I think at the very start, a lot of people just get into weight training. They learn the basics, so your your bench pressing, your squats, your, your hinge movements, and so forth. But once you learn all those, all those foundations. The only real, the only real ceiling after that is sort of learning the rep ranges, which is isn't very hard to do, mm -hmm. with the amount of information that we've got online. Um, and then, yeah, once you've learned the rep ranges, the set ranges, you've built a sort of program. Then it's sort of an autonomous activity. And if you're somebody who wants to wants to have a bigger cognitive impact with their training. And I think MMA is the way to take it to the next level. It's really interesting, the cognitive level, because, you know, you're not just picking up a bar and putting it down the same position a thousand times. You're constantly yeah. moving, constantly thinking about what your opponent's doing, having to move your body in ways that aren't quite natural initially. And exactly. You know, there's that meme, you're sparking those synapses constantly. Exactly, yeah. Because there's only so much you can learn in terms of doing a – doing a particular exercise. And right. once you've learned that exercise, you, there's no real external factors. You're just moving the bar in the exact same environment every single time. You don't have any, any, anybody coming at you, any variation in, your, in the way that you're training as well. So I think to begin with, obviously building a solid foundation and just the discipline from weight training itself is very important. However, I think if, you, if you're wanting to do something for longevity then weight training might not necessarily by itself mm -hmm. be the most intellectually stimulating thing to do mm -hmm. definitely well and the other the other part of weight training that i think a lot of people miss is that the point of it is to strengthen your body to move through space it's not like yeah. for every i mean there is there is benefit definitely to being able to pick up 300 pounds and move it definitely oh for sure for sure but you know the other part of it is to be able to move your body in a way that's strong, fast, powerful, but also quick and light and without injury or tension or unnecessary pain. Yeah. And also, especially if you're training for mixed martial arts as well, mm -hmm. if you're working in hypertrophy ranges and you're, you're doing slow repetitions, that is not mimicking the specificity of training MMA. You're going to get stronger, yes, but... For velocity dependent, especially with striking, you need to be able to throw that as quickly as possible. And a lot of people are just doing cookie cutter exercises that aren't transferring across to their actual mixed martial arts endeavors as well. 
what are some what are some of the exercises and kind of uh, what are some circuits that you have that you've noticed can help martial arts training? Not not even mm. not just grappling and striking, but you know the, the yeah. quality of MMA. I think that's a, a very very good question, and I think in terms of answering that, based on based on just the conversation aspect, I think it's getting down to the principles is probably the most key thing. I think a lot of a lot of weight training exercises are aren't unilateral, so you're not doing it with one leg at a time. So an example is a squat where you're squatting with both legs at, at the same time. That isn't just that just isn't realistic to MMA, especially if you're in a stance. So whether you're orthodox or southpaw, regardless mm-hmm. of that, you're you've got one foot in front of the other. How many how many hip hinging exercises do you have that other than like a split squat or something like that? Yeah, not much. Yeah. And you combine that with probably one of the most important facets of striking martial arts in the first place is also rotational power. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to apply a force with rotation, having a strong core, having strong hips and glutes that drive and rotate. And then it all fundamentally comes back to your footwork. So mm-hmm. Lomachenko, for example, his dad got him into doing ballet from a young age, dancing from a young age for a, for a reason. And that's because the torque that you produce on the ground transfers up your kinetic chain to the end of your knuckles. Like the, the amount of force right. that you can generate down there goes all the way up through your chain up to the up to the tip of your hands. The hands are just the last piece of the puzzle. Right. And, you know, I have firsthand experience with this. So I came from a Kung Soo Do background, which is kind of an offshoot of Taekwondo. Yeah. And... Striking in that is very, it's 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 based around the kata, so it's based around the form, so it's based to look like yeah, really yeah. stiff and pretty. And mm-hmm. you know, there's there's hip rotation, but your stance is really tight, your shoulders yeah. are really squared, it's very stiff. I go into the Muay Thai gym, immediately everything is wrong. There's so yeah. like when I'm doing a when I'm doing a, a straight, a right straight, your whole front, your whole hip, shoulder, and front foot all have to shift all have to get thrown out exactly and it's yep. just and you instantly realize whoa that's where all the power comes from it's not from pushing the muscle like a press it's from throwing no. your bones exactly and also even the jab to counter rotate into the straight as well that sets up the other shot so if you're throwing and people don't realize that throwing particular strikes you can throw them at different velocities for different purposes some mm-hmm. to just to just jab away at their guard just to get them to flinch like Israel Adesanya from New Zealand, perfect example. Mm-hmm. One of the best strikers that u- utilizes feints of both the upper and lower body. Um, if you watch him fight, like there's so many, there's so many resources on YouTube now in terms of um, striking analysis, and he's he's considered one of the best in terms of learning just feints. Like it's so underrated, and they're not even strikes, but mm-hmm. it t- can take your MMA game up to the next level. Yeah, and. Another person too, and I wouldn't recommend learning from this guy because he's so freaking weird to watch and he does so many things yep. wrong. But Tony Ferguson, when that that yeah. guy throws, yeah. it's weird because he's he's not he's not super quick, he's not incredibly strong, but he always finds a way. He's he hits with such weird angles and directions, yep. and he's always moving around like a little weird rat thing that mm. he always ends up hitting the guy in the right spot every single time. He's got such an unorthodox style. And that that is one of the biggest assets as well because you think about it, all these people that are training MMA, they're just learning the 
the basic foundations to begin with. Mm. So everybody, everybody can throw a basic jab. Everybody can throw a basic straight. Obviously, you need to master these things. But if you're at the top, top level like Tony Ferguson is, then it comes to a point where you need to be doing things outside the box that nobody else can prepare you for in a fight camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. definitely. A lot of because a, a, a lot of the stuff that you encounter, you know, in the ring and whatnot, it's. it's I've, I've noticed with training too, because your 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 reactions are always are always firing. It's not like the gym where you have your music and you're very you're very calm until you need to do the lift yeah. and you can plan how much aggression you want to have. Like you're getting shots thrown at you, you're getting your leg kicked. Yeah. Like your your fight or flight and cortisol is triggering constantly. So having like having the fundamentals down and just knowing, you know, knowing the, the fundamentals, being able to throw your bones around, that's so key. Exactly. And the more that you think in the ring as well, the worse that you're gonna fight because you're not using the primitive sides of your brain to fight. You're you're thinking too consciously and you're always gonna get outstruck that way. And that's yeah. where the fundamentals come into play. So personally for you, what do you train um, in terms of martial arts? So I first started like probably a lot of people when they first trained, I started in in karate, um, but I was, I was quite young. So I was literally, I think I started when I was probably eight or nine years old. Um, So I started with that. Um, That was really good from a disciplinary standpoint, but I think they're very much behind in, because I think I ended up getting to Brown before I, Brown belt before I stopped. Um, And there's very, very little sparring. As you said, with your, with the martial arts that you were doing, the mm. carders are very rigid and not very realistic to actual hand-to-hand combat either. Right. Um, so I was doing that. I actually got, I had a few Australasian tournaments where I placed first in for my for my grade as well. So I was I was pretty proficient in karate, mm. but it just got too repetitive and monotonous. Like we we're throwing, we we're just doing the same thing every single session. So I ended up. Um, stopping, yeah. stopping that's from part, doing that. I yeah. want to cut in just say for yeah, a second. Yeah, that's yeah. the reason I stopped too. It just got so yeah. boring. It was like yeah. this is it, it. It really does cap out, and and it's and the other fact is too. I don't know about your gym, but a lot of the karate gyms are no contact, so that just gets yeah. really boring after a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I don't know. I think after doing all that, I felt like I was no no better. Um, at defending myself after all those years of of doing that martial arts, so I was like, it's not it's not really worth worth the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, um, I I sort of more so focused on uh, playing soccer, which I'm I'm doing again now. And then I think it was around the early stages when McGregor first got into the UFC when he was like completely unknown. Yeah, one of my one of my housemates actually showed me a few um, UFC embeddeds of him, and his the way that he trains, his his philosophies and mentality towards that, not, that really attracted me to the sport. Um, to the point where now, like I, UFC is the most enjoyable sport for me to watch personally. Oh, 100 um, percent. Yeah, and then I scouted around close. it. Yeah, Nothing yeah, comes it's close. the best. Yeah. Even yeah, even the sports that I play don't don't compare because it's just it's just chess at the highest level and there's so much at stake. You get you get knocked out, yeah. you lose t- you, you lose two fights, you're out of the organization as well. And the, um, the other beautiful thing too is the just the, kind of how the the cards are structured. Like it's yeah. you're never bored. There's always a fight. 
I mean, when you're watching it. It's not like baseball where you can just be like 20 minutes of nothing. There's always like something happening. Yeah. And because, because it is mixed martial arts as well, there's so many different factors before each fight that you can go into. You can Because obviously some people, their principal focus is striking, some people's their grappling background. Mm-hmm. So to see how that those two match up, in each fight makes it just so unpredictable and one of the best sports to watch. Definitely. It's just, it's, it's like mod- modern day watching Spartans fight in a Coliseum. That's, that's the way that <laughs> I see UFC. Yeah. Yeah. It's a modern day Coliseum fighting. Yeah. Now, when did you, were you always training with weights during your time in martial arts or was it something you kind of added on and realized it had a big benefit to? Um, I think so. I've, I first before, before training in martial arts, so basically all I, all I train at the moment is boxing mm-hmm. um, just because I haven't found a good jits gym down my way. Um, I was always weight training before that, but I was more so training hypertrophy, so the Ziz, the Ziz era because um, obviously he's an Aussie, Aussie person. Like he influenced probably 90% of gym goals in Australia, which is the fact that he had global impact as well was insane this is um, wild that was a yeah, crazy yeah. phenomenon no, and no yeah. nobody's nobody's ever nobody's ever touched that again it'd be interesting if he was still alive to see where he would be in the realms of the fitness industry right now i think that'd yeah. be something very very interesting um but yeah, yeah i digress anyway so yeah i was I initially had a, a a weight training background to begin with um mm-hmm. but as i as i listen to more and more strength podcasts talking about people who actually fighting in combat sports, I saw that doing the generic exercises don't particularly work for mixed martial arts just because of this, because you've got to be as specific as possible, especially with these athletes who are training two times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you want to you maximize the amount that you're getting out of strength and conditioning. So I sort of, I sort of saw as well with a lot of striking athletes, their shoulders are all, all wrecked. Yeah, because you think it, they're all forward, like Nate Diaz. Yeah, he's got yeah. that horrid posture. Every time I watch him, I'm like, oh, it's so painful. Yeah. <laughs> but if you if you think about it, when you're striking, it is essentially like doing. It's essentially a pushing movement, same as a bench press. You're barely ever doing any pulling when you're striking. So if you're doing ten thousand repetitions each session of this of a, of a pushing movement, then eventually your the anatomy of your shoulder is going to accommodate that. And then down the track, that leads to misalignment of the shoulder. And then in the shoulder itself, because it's misaligned, it starts getting inflamed within the shoulder. And that's when you start getting that shoulder pain. So a lot of people neglect doing just as much pulling, especially if they're combat athletes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's difficult as well with the time constraint, especially if you're a professional fighter. But I think, yeah, so many like TJ Dillashaw had to get his shoulders fixed. There's so many, so many fighters that just have that terrible shoulder posture that, like down the track, ends up, ends up uh, being a big factor as to why they start slowing down. That's why I I got told that exact same thing. If you're going to be doing yeah. MMA, do three times the amount of pulling exercises that you're doing pushing. Yeah. It's a big like even with McGregor early, early on in his career, he was had, had really rounded shoulders. Um, mm-hmm. And I've seen that. I've seen that over time that that's been corrected, which is, yeah, it's essential. Oh, yeah. And his cowboy fight, he looked banging. 
Yeah. Yeah. He looked yeah. straight and strong and all that stuff. Yeah. It was, it was, it was crazy to see. Do you, um, do you have specific exercises that you like to do? Um, I like doing things. So in terms of rotational stuff, I think doing so what I like can other do than the, the other than well. the split squats, like more like the yeah. pull, pulling stuff. So right. pulling stuff. I like, mm -hmm. I've, I've actually posted a thread on what I do to warm up every time before I do a weight hmm. session uh, to essentially bulletproof my shoulders. Um, so that is 90% pulling. So if you have a look at on my profile, you can see that that thread, I haven't seen anybody else do that sort of stuff with their shoulders. It's mm -hmm. sort of with it's, it's banded work. Um, but you end up doing like hundreds of repetitions in a pulling, in a pulling motion. And that in itself um, keeps it healthy. I like doing pen lay rows, which are off the floor. Right. Um, just for, just for explosive, uh, just for the explosive impact for those single arm rows, but also not holding onto the bench and doing those, because if you're holding onto the bench, you're removing all the, the benefits of firing your obliques and core. So mm. instead I, I get myself just standing, standing on a, like with my trunk flexed at 45 degrees and then just firing my core and then rowing instead. That mm. way I'm not just being lazy with the other side while I'm just working one, one side at a time. Right. That, yeah. oh, that's, that's really smart. I've, I've, I, it seems so simple that you just don't, yeah. don't hold something, but when you explain it like that, it's like, oh, you get loads of core activation that you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. And that way you, you're getting more bang for your buck within the mm -hmm. exercise as well. Mm -hmm. um yeah face pulls are really good um you can even yeah if you've got access to cables you can do so much in terms of like even throwing punches with resistance yeah, yeah if you can if you can get that motion all right and put, put a little bit of weight behind it it's that's so helpful yeah but I th yeah definitely keeping keeping that shoulder healthy with pulling movements if you're doing a lot of striking is going to is going to benefit you massively because at the end of the day if you're not training because of an injury then you can't you literally can't improve i've noticed too like the point you hit on right there face pulls face pulls you can do every yep. single day and you can yep. you don't need to load them heavy at all you can just do them light no. but working that upper back high reps just do just getting getting blood flow up there is so key yep. so key to keeping your posture good well, you think about how many exercises truly work your rear delts as well compared to you do overhead pressing, anterior deltoids, bench pressing, um, flat bench, incline bench, all using your front to middle deltoid. Not There's not many exercises unless they're pulling exercises that use the rear delt. Mm -hmm. And even then, if you're doing heavy compounds, then your lats are probably overtaking um, overtaking the 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 main amount of force that you're that you're having to lift versus the actual rear delts. Gotcha. Well, yeah. okay, so persons listening to this cast, they hear, okay, I'm gonna do do lots of back exercises now, but how yeah. do I find how do I find a gym that's good? Like what are some things that you should look for now once you have the weight training part yeah. down? Yeah. So in terms of MMA gyms or Yeah, MMA gyms? MMA, boxing, you know, whatever. Just from your experience with the gym, what makes it a really yeah. good gym? I think well, number one, what I would suggest doing is, depending on where you're living, trialing out a ton of gyms to, to mm -hmm. begin with um, and then looking for probably, so in terms of from an MMA standpoint, observing so who the instructors are, who the other trainers are at the gym, so who, who you'd be training with, 
making sure that you're on that same vibe with them as well. Because at the end of the day, if you want this to be something that you're doing long-term, you want to get along with the instructor, you want to have the same principles of training, mm-hmm. um, specifically for boxing as well. Because I know in Australia, there's a lot of like boxer size, um, more so fitness-based boxing instead of like purist, right. traditional learning learning the fundamentals and actually getting into sparring. Very key. Yeah. You want to, if you're, if you're going for technique and stuff, you want to avoid those. Yeah. But in the same token, because boxing gyms aren't as popular as they used to be in the past with the more, more blue collar population. um, It's hard to find gyms where they don't throw you into sparring and then you just get clobbered um, Mm. when you're not ready to do, when you're not ready to spar. Mm. Um, So just finding that balance where, yeah, you're learning, you're learning pure boxing instead of just ex- boxer size pretty much. Yeah. But also not being at a gym where they're just trying to take your head off every time you spar. So they're doing it. Yeah. They're doing it. Yeah. For yeah. the purpose of learning, not, not to try and knock each other out. I, I always remember the, you, did you watch the Joe Rogan episode with Justin Gaethje and Trevor Whitman? Yeah. That was, that was an unreal podcast. That was, that was a banging episode. Probably one, one of his best, but yeah. Justin talked about when he first he first joined Trevor's gym or whatever and he got on some headgear and then yeah. they just went full power sparring yeah. right <laughs> off the bat and then they both get knocked down and Justin's like, oh, I hit him so hard. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's you for a normal person that's not Justin, you, you don't want to get right into a gym yeah. and then instantly start sparring because exactly. you're going to get hurt and you're also going to be like, holy shit, I will never be able to do this. I'm going to get exactly. fucked up. So yeah. you want to find so you're a place. Get deterred. Yeah, you're going to get yeah. deterred from training, right. and especially if your career is dependent on your cognitive capacity. Mm. Even mm. just light sparring, you, every every little hit that you get is putting you more susceptible to getting brain damage. So that's obviously a risk of sparring. Mm. So if you're taking those risks, you don't want to be you don't want to be in a in a ring with a meathead who's just trying to take your head clean off. So right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would I would also say too. Um, this is not a necessity, but it also helps when the, uh, the the head coach or whatever does have some fight experience and isn't oh, just for fighting. sure isn't you know he he doesn't need to be a world champion or anything, but if he's yeah. been in, he knows how to you know cut weight, prep for fights. He's done it. He's been in front of the crowds and whatnot. He's made money from it. Like that, yeah. that's a really good sign. Really good sign. Yeah, because I usually say as well that your mentor, you usually learn about ten percent from them. So obviously you want to go to the best possible person you can go to mm-hmm. um, versus some, yeah, somebody who's not, who's not had as much skin in the game. Yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm so I'm just, I'm like 40 minutes. I'm just out of like decent driving distance to Jocko Willings gym yeah. with uh, yeah, Dean yeah. Lister and all that stuff. So if I move, if I move further South, I might be able to train there, which could, which could be really, could be a cool experience, but 40 is just out, isn't it? Yeah, 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 and yeah. also too, if I go like later in the day, I get the traffic coming back up on the freeway, and that would just take me an hour to get home. So, yeah, that just that wouldn't be fun. But yeah, ha- are you happy with where you're training at the moment? I am. Um, it's not a it's not an MMA gym. It's just a kickboxing yeah. Muay Thai gym. So yeah. I I feel like I I need to I'm gonna try to get an, I'm getting an amateur bout in 2021. So yeah. I need to uh, I need to get some grappling in there somehow. But hint hint, Lobos can help me out a bit. So beautiful. Yeah, that's it was really nice of him. So I'm gonna just learn some shit from him. Hopefully that'll be okay. But the in terms of um how my 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 
class has been structured, it's been really good because we've been doing yeah. like half sparring to where we'll 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 be in front of each other, but like we can only do leg kicks to the thighs, and that's it, and yep. check. Or we can yep. only do you know we can only do jabs, something like that. To where we're not getting thrown everything and back kicks and trying to kill each other, but we <laughs> yeah. still get the we still get the uh, the fight or flight kind of cortisol keeping your head high and straight response that you need to have when you're trying to keep keep your head up in a fight yeah definitely what sort of weight training are you doing if any to prepare yourself for that amateur fight um so honestly i've not been just i well i actually today i just went and i got a new gym membership so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be doing my whole new training i've just been i've just had 30 pound dumbbells here and a total gym so yeah it's obviously tough with the restrictions isn't it I've just been doing loads of just rows and one arm stuff and ab work yeah. and squats. But now, now that the the gym's open, I'm gonna ease my way back in, get get some heavier stuff, get do some pull ups again, you know. So yeah, just uh, no, a good. simple program, simpler program. Yeah, because yeah, you gotta you always gotta balance the recovery aspect as well with yes with the um, martial arts training. Cause obviously that's, that's number one. So that's what I wanted to end on is the recovery yeah. after, yep. you know, after you train your weights, after you get your ass beat in the gym and whatnot, you come home, yep. you feel like garbage, great garbage, yep. but still garbage. Yeah. 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 How, how, how do you decompress and feel great for the next day? Yeah. Good question. Um, I think having your diet, I think number one, sleep, eight or nine hours, I think that has been harped on about way too much to the point where it doesn't need, it's just needs to be, it's just common knowledge. Like if yeah. you're training hard, eight or nine hours, Federer's sleeping 12 hours. Um, that just shows like Toby was doing, having multiple naps throughout the day. That is key, getting getting your sleep in because that's, that's when you're recovering. But at the same time, um, having, there's a bit, that's the thing with, with this, with this whole carnivore thing as well, where everyone's talking about carnivore diet and so forth, if you're wanting to train optimally, you need carbohydrates. It's just that simple. Yes. Um, yeah, talk so to, obviously- talk to, talk to 100 MMA fighters, 99.9 of them will have yeah. carbohydrates in their diet somewhere or form. Yeah. Like fair enough, if you want to go ketogenic and your li- livelihood doesn't depend on tr- being as optimally um replenished as possible then fair enough you can like all power to you um but if you're wanting to to maximize the amount that you can work you need carbohydrates obviously the source of carbohydrates that you choose can obviously be higher quality you don't have to just smash down like processed foods and stuff like that Mm. um yeah so just like your basic whole grains and so forth oats if that like it all depends like diet's such a complex yeah. complex topic to the point where something might work amazingly for one person but for another person it doesn't work whatsoever right yeah so it's just a, a lot of trial a, and B, error. start start with whole foods start with a limited diet and then yeah. just a b test your way up and try new yeah. things it doesn't work doesn't work who cares yeah find find a find a private farm where you can get um mm. spray free foods get the highest quality meats that you can possibly get your hands on and then Very you're doing better than 95% of people. So there we go. Yeah, I would also I think, add to magnesium yeah. glycinate for that muscle recovery yeah. and for the sleep as well. A lot of people, everyone on here loves the glycinate 
uh, yep. meme, you know, taking the yep. high dose. And it's, it's, it's definitely good. I personally mm. just find that having it bonded to the magnesium gets you, it kills yep. two birds with one stone. You get the sleep, yeah. you get the muscle recovery, but you also get the, the great stress feelings of magnesium just pushed out of your body and you get the relaxation yes. that comes from it. If I was to recommend one performance supplement for performance for athletic performance that has been tried and tried and true and tested would probably be creatine. So mm. um, allow so taking creatine, you get a bigger store of glycogen in your muscles. Um, it, it can benefit. So it's going to benefit everything. So endurance, endurance athletes going to benefit uh, people that just want to train the gym and weight lift as well. If yeah. you've got more, if you've got a, a a muscle that can store more glycogen, there's you can literally work harder. Very um, true. Yeah, and there's a lot of other. Yeah, there's a lot of. I think keeping it super simple to begin with, instead of having like twenty supplements that and like twenty tablets that you're drinking yeah. before bed, it's just too much, and it's not like you don't want to have to rely on this this massive stack every day. Instead of getting it from your foods, it just makes it so much easier. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it it is a bit unnatural just seeing people like have fifteen supplements that they need to function optimally. Yeah. It's just it's a bit it's a bit strange. Although yeah. I mean, you know, I would say just like 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 you just said, start small and add yeah. slowly, and you know, you'll find the ones that work, you'll find the ones that won't, and everything yeah. will work out. Yeah, the the biggest thing, another supplement that I like taking would be probably. Uh, beef liver pills that's just purely mm -hmm. because it's disgusting to eat yes um and i and i want to get i still want to get the benefits of all the all the vitamins from from beef liver itself so yeah, yeah beef liver is not very tasty but the pills are fine so yeah i get mine yeah. from ancestral supplements it's a very yeah. good company yeah. um yeah it's just yeah basically you just want to find out how, how i like to picture it is you like to find out where the modern diet is lacking and that's it fix your diet to get with whole foods to get where you can and where it's still lacking that's where you supplement you don't supplement first and then try to fix your diet and whatnot no no because you don't have the supplements are literally should literally supplement your diet it shouldn't be the foundation of your diet no no, no. 80 percent of your diet should be from from just doing the fundamentals well same with a lot of concepts in life but People want this quick fix of just, oh, I'll take this, this, this. I'll take citrulline. I'll take beetroot powder. I'll take this, this, this. And yeah, instead of just looking at the simple stuff and executing that well. Well, man, this has been a, it's been a great cast. Do you have anything you'd like to say before we uh, have to head out? No, I just appreciate um, having, appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, if anybody, my DM's always open for um, anything related to, rehabilitation training anything of that sort down the track i'm probably gonna start releasing some more because it's it's pretty difficult to uh put a lot of information on a twitter thread because at the end of the day it's short form writing right um so i mean yeah i'm in the process of building um a lot more information so as you as you were asking in terms of training for particular disciplines so mixed martial arts particular sports as well that i've participated in along the along my time as a, as an athlete as well. Um, so I think, yeah, just going to continue yeah, building that. I'm always open to helping, helping people as well, because I know there's a lot of information out there. Not all of it's necessarily, um, not as, not necessarily optimal as well. So yeah, yeah, feel free to hit me up. 
there we go. Hit the man up if you have any questions regarding MMA, fitness, health, anything related to that. Rehab, yeah, anything. Rehab, yeah. yeah keeping your body works, lean, clean, and mean. That's the, that's that's the end goal. End goal right there. This has been our house. This is Tiger. We are signing out. Thanks, you guys, for watching. Cheers, bro.